The following is a hoop ball presentation. My name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoopball Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for Tuesday night basketball, Thursday night basketball, and everything in between. And you know me, I don't give my stamp of approval easily. To to earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there. Period. It's simple. Sign up in a promo code Hoopball and get your deposit matched away halfway up to a thousand bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Again, my name is Lawrence Brooks. Thank you for joining me on the Hoopball Mavericks podcast. We are back. It has been a long week. Oh my God, my schedule has been hectic. I've been trying to keep up with these Mavs game. I was glad I was able to catch last night's game, and I'm here to talk to you guys about it. And I'm glad that we got the win. Swept the Nets on the season, which is so random. We've swept the Nets, but somehow can't find a way to beat the, the Kings or the Rockets. But that's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is, the Mavs are now firmly in fifth place, 10 games above 500, and they control their own destiny right now. And that's all you can ask for. After such a crazy, turbulent season with all type of injuries and load managing and obviously COVID and the games being so, you know, so fast, coming so fast and furious every other day. I mean, they have withstood so much for this season. So I'm proud of this team for the way they've just blocked out all the noise, tried to stay locked in and put themselves in a really good position. Now, granted, They've had we've had some slip ups from other teams, which has helped us out. But again, at least we're taking advantage of the opportunity. Right. So as it pertains to last night's game, the game started out, it started out sluggish. But I think a lot of these games are starting out sluggish because these games are so these games are coming so fast. I mean, every other day, it's hard to just get up and ramp up for games and just get out to a blistering start every night so I think you'll just have bad times and you'll have good times and I think every team is going through that if you look around the league you know we're we're seeing so many games where guys are in single digits I mean there's teams scoring in the 80s the 90s I mean this literally looks like it this looks like late 1990s basketball with some of these scores and I just think it's fatigue and I just think it's burnout from guys having to play so many games and so many days and more back-to-backs and so load managing has become more of a priority than usual. Guys are trying to manage um, nicks and, and bruises that they've had, but also trying to continue to win. So it's it's a delicate balance and a juggling act. But the Mavericks have seemed to, to do well up until this point. So as I was saying, as it pertains to last night, the game started out really sluggish. I mean, both teams were struggling to find their rhythm, couldn't hit shots. But luckily for Dallas, you know, they got a little bit of some energy from Josh Richardson, which is much needed. They're going to need him down the stretch. 
Um, they were you were able to get a little bit from Tim Hardaway Jr. as well. Um, both of those guys ended up having solid games, I guess you could say. Josh Richardson ended up with 10 points, three steals. All three of those steals came in the first quarter, but at least he got them. It was much needed. It, getting us out to a good start is just as good as someone finishing strong. So kudos to him. Um, he was 2 of 3 from the three-point line, 4 of 10 overall from the field. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 23 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, um, made timely shots in the first quarter and in the fourth quarter to help maintain a lead um, and give the team some momentum. But again, there was just a lot of very sluggish basketball in the first quarter. Second quarter, and this is some of the problem, which is why they had a they were having trouble scoring. And this is some of the issue, which I didn't mind Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench. But obviously with with no um, Maxi Kleba and no Porzingis, it, it limits them greatly. And so you have a situation where you have to put Tim Hardaway Jr. back in the starting lineup. But then the bench consists of Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson, uh, Nicolo Melli, Trey Burke, who is on and off. I mean, he was 0 of 6 last night, so couldn't get much out of him. He only played 11 minutes. Um, and Josh Green got a few minutes, which in the game prior to that on Tuesday, he played a ton, which I was delighted to, to hear about. Didn't get a chance to catch the game, but caught up with it afterwards and saw that he played. And I was happy about that because if you've been following the podcast, I've been a big supporter of just giving him minutes because you just never know what you can get. And his athleticism stands out. He's still learning the nuances of the game. But the Mavericks are struggling with having guys on the court that can consistently give them top-tier energy and top-tier athleticism. I think it's it might be fair to say Josh Green is the most athletic guy on the team. And his athleticism stands out when he's on the floor. But anyway, they were struggling to find shots in the second quarter. And when you're struggling to find shots, it's it's hard to tell if it's because guys are off or if you just don't have playmakers, depending on your personnel. And for Jalen Brunson, who's been a guy who's been outstanding for the team all year, I think it's it's tough to have him. He was playing at a very, very high level and is still playing very well. But for him to maintain that, we just don't know if that would happen. So you get into a game like last night where he was trying to find his way but just couldn't find it early, but ended up finishing strong. He had 15 points, two assists, two rebounds, one steal. Um, he was a minus three um, in the plus minus category, but he still had a very he he had a solid second half as opposed to the first half. So they put Luca back in the lineup just to give give them some offensive firepower and another play uh, uh, their only solidified playmaker, and they were able to to make a run at it going into halftime. But coming out in the third quarter. They missed their first nine shots. And again, some of this is fatigue. Some of this is um, just dealing with inconsistency with guys on the team. And so for whatever reason, it wasn't a lot of great defense. I mean, they got some looks. They just couldn't knock them down. But after that, they finally found a rhythm. They were they were holding. The, it's not as if the Nets played a very... Um, clean game either i mean both of these teams this was a grinded out guys just got to find a way to make shots type of game and for dallas who ended the game shooting 44 percent from the field in, in recent games i can't remember how i can't i don't have the number right in front of me but they've been shooting over 40 percent as a team from three i want to say over the last five or six games maybe 
which is great and what kind of saved them in this game. But then you have a situation where when you when you go cold, you have to find a way to, to get a rhythm. And some of that comes on the defensive end. And Dallas isn't necessarily the the greatest defensive team in the world. They instead of focusing on being, I want to say, aggressive at the point of attack, they're trying to bait you into bad shots in bad spots on the floor, which is OK. But sometimes you get guys who can beat that. And I mean, for Kyrie Irving, it doesn't matter what defense you throw at him. He is going to find a way. There is no such thing as a bad shot for him. So he was he had 45 points and was 17 of 31 from the field. And he just kind of had his way with the Mavericks. And that's what kind of kept this game in the balance for them because he was literally keeping them afloat. Kevin Durant only had one basket in the entire second half. I don't know how many times that's happened this year or in his career since he's been a megastar, but that is an incredible um, job they did on him from the standpoint of just keeping bodies on him, um, showing hands, being active, being aware, but he was also cold as well. I mean, all of it doesn't go to the Mavericks, but you still have to applaud their ability to just stay with it, grind it out, not give him anything clean. And that helped them greatly in the second half as well. But when the fourth quarter came and it was in the balance of, and they were in the balance of the game, the offense just got very predictable. I mean, it, it's predictable every game. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, this isn't something new, but I've, I've spoken about this on various podcasts about how they need to get another playmaker on this team. While Jalen Brunson is very helpful, they need another upper echelon playmaker. I don't I don't think they'll find that guy in free agency. But a list of guys that would be great for them to get if they don't get him, it's not the end of the world. But hey, if you can get a guy like this, that that would definitely help. A guy like Mike Conley. If they can pull in a Mike Conley, um, I would say a Kyle Lowry, but he's towards the tail end of his career. I don't know if what Dallas is doing. It all depends on how they play in the playoffs. If Dallas looks like they are, uh, I don't want to say one piece away, but if they look like they can be a top four team, which at the beginning of the year, I said their peak could be a top four seed. And they're at five right now. So I was pretty close. But um, getting a guy like Mike Conley or a guy like Dennis Schroeder or a guy in the mode of a even an Evan Fournier, like another guy who's on the wing, who can score, who can create, who can get to the basket. Um, you got Will Barton, who has a player option, but we'll see what happens with him. But then a Spencer Witte or even a Lonzo Ball. And I know there's been a lot of discussion on the Mavs Twitterverse about Lonzo Ball. I think he offers a lot. It's not a slam dunk guarantee they can get him. Um, he's a restricted free agent. But these are some guys that I think could really help next season because they are struggling with playmakers on this roster and they need more playmakers on the perimeter. So they're just not so stagnant in the fourth quarter and so Luka dependent. And I mean, there's there's a lot of talk about Luka and I'm one extra name to add TJ McConnell, who's also an unrestricted free agent. He's another guy who can be very helpful, pesky on defense, can get guys involved. Another guy who's an assist type of guy, he could really, really help. But again, getting back to how they were playing, it they just came down and everything was was depending on what Luca can do. And although he struggled in the first half, and fairly for you know for the majority of the game, 
but he did a good job of still keeping his imprint on the game, rebounding. He was finding guys for open shots. He got open looks for guys, and guys were able to knock down a few. So that was helpful um, on his, and that just goes to show, you know, his brilliance and his ability. I mean, he's just such a star, and there's there's no other way around it. He keeps team his team in games by being able to, to being able to affect the game in multiple ways. And so he had 24 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, and two steals. He did have six turnovers, but I mean, his usage rate is so high, and you're trying to make things happen. Just sometimes you're gonna have nights like that, and so. You get to the fourth quarter and they're really trying to make things happen. And he's the only person that can really draw double teams, put pressure on guys and get downhill. Um, you had a game from Dwight Powell, another guy who I've been a very big supporter of. He had his first double-double of the season and a career-high five assists in this game to go along with one steal and one block. He was excellent. His energy has been great. He's been Another guy who's on a little bit of a hot streak. I mean, in his last 10 games, he's averaging 10.6 rebounds over 21 minutes. And I mean, that's pretty good considering the amount of time he's played he or the amount of time he's getting per game, where he's come from, how he looked early in the season. It is a pleasure to see him playing the way he is because I, I, I've been rooting for him. I think that what he gave last year was a positive and it was really sad to see him go down. And so he didn't really get a chance to to improve his game he spent all summer rehabbing and then it was a quick turnaround anyway so happy to see him playing some solid basketball for the Mavericks and they seem to be gelling at the right time now if they can get Porzingis back in the fold that would be great but again this team just needs more playmakers and so if they can do that they will be in good shape and that's what this game came down to they just made a few more plays than the Nets and the and with KD going one of, you know, only making one field goal in the second half and going, I, I believe, one of 10. That was the game. I mean, if he goes off, who knows what how this game turns around. But the Mavericks were able to just grind out a win. And sometimes that's just what happens. Sometimes you just grind it out. You get the win and you move on. You don't even deal with whatever else could have came about. They were tied in the rebound department. So there, it wasn't as if they had an advantage on that end. And you guys know I've been big on the Mavericks rebounding all season. It has um, direct correlation to some of their wins and some of their losses just because a lot of times if they're not making shots and they're not rebounding, it really puts them um, behind the eight ball. But in this game, it was an even, it evened out, and so you just take it for what it is. But I would really like for them to get another playmaker in the offseason because that would be something that could take their offense to another level. Um, Rick Carlisle does a really good job with play calling. He really does a really good job with the personnel he has, but it would be interesting to see what he could do if he had a secondary playmaker. And it doesn't have to be an upper tier guy. It can just be an established veteran that knows how to make plays. And I think that's something that they need. So we'll see how they we'll see how they do um, coming this offseason. Now they play the, the Cavs tonight. And again, I'm not gonna say they should win. I'm just gonna say if they handle business and do what they are supposed to do, things should go in their favor. We'll put it that way. But they don't have a great track record against bad teams, and they need to come out with great energy, which, again, I've spoken about in terms of just the attrition of these, how fast these games are coming, and it's just hard for to get, just human nature, it's hard to get up for all these games. And then you have a game like yesterday where the Nets, obviously that was a big opponent, is a nationally televised game. 
then you slide over to today's game you're in a back-to-back against an opponent that's going to be in the in the draft lottery and they're not looking to win and so those type of games are hard to get up for but the mavericks these games have been their kryptonite so they really need to get out to a good start they really need to try to you know come out and establish themselves early so that this game isn't so much of a battle and a tug of war going late into the game and hopefully they can even sneak in some rest for guys if they can really jump on this team early that's what i would like to see most is just to see them actually come out and jump on a bad team because right now they've just been losing the bad teams so we'll see how that goes hopefully porzingis plays in one of these games coming up i doubt if he plays tonight but maybe he plays sunday because this is a home and home game they're going to play the the Mavs tonight and then they turn around and they play them on sunday as well so we shall see and in that game and in, in also again against cleveland you still want to see them try to incorporate a little more josh green if they can um hopefully they get maxi back we'll see i don't think so but if trey burke can wake up some of these complimentary guys especially in games like where they're coming as fast as they are if you can get production from guys that aren't normally getting heavy minutes in the rotation that just helps the entire team so hopefully that's the case against cleveland where they can get these get sneak in a little more rest kind of like an end game uh minutes restriction not necessarily um, by design but by the fact that they're actually jumping on this team and building a lead and then they're able to get guys out of the game so we'll see what happens but thank you guys for listening please continue to subscribe and download the podcast on all streaming platforms again my name is lawrence brooks um, you can find me on twitter at lb said it that's l b s a i d i t and at hoopball mavs i've been a little away from the live tweeting lately only because I have been coaching and we are in the thick of our season. So you guys, please bear with me. I will be back on that as soon as possible. But nonetheless, I'm still there as well. Please follow me. Please let me know how you feel. I'll get back to you guys. I am not a ghost on Twitter. I'm always trying to um, answer questions. Um, Be there. Be present with you guys because I'm into these games just as much as you are. And I cannot wait till we get to these playoffs. But we have to finish business in the regular season first. So... I will talk to you guys soon. Um, everyone be safe. Have a good weekend. Go mask. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.